1: Welcome to Mums the Word, the parenting podcast. Where we answer the questions you want to hear about parenthood. And provide you with real... Honest advice for every stage of your parenting journey. Whether you're a parent to be, a new mum like me, navigating those sleepless nights, or a more experienced parent facing the challenges of raising older kids like me. We've got you covered with relatable stories, expert insights, and plenty of laughs along the way. So grab your headphones, a cup of coffee, or maybe something stronger. And let's get real about parenting. We're not going to be sugarcoating anything from punamis to piles. Nothing think is off limits at mum's the word it's a podcast for all the parents out there at own little club mum's the word listen wherever you get your podcast from and hit follow so you don't miss an episode Well, hello and welcome back to Loose Lips. I'm Robin Richford. And I'm Sophie Brown. And this is our main episode. We've got our extra lippy episode and our main loose lips episode. And on this one, we get stuck into a different topic, dilemma. Sometimes we have a great guest. It just depends. (laughs) It just depends. (laughs) It just depends, guys.
2: It just depends what we feel like doing that date. We've lost it already today. It's not looking good, really, is it?
1: Oh, it's not looking good, bruv.
2: Nah, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this one. I am, to be fair. I am genuinely looking forward to it. Before we jump in, though, what's, what's happening in life, So Soph? Sophie's been very active on the socials
1: when it comes to married at first sight. Oh. Oh, yeah I have been I was thinking that I was like oh what have I been posting yeah basically math stuff I mean I've been I met some of them at the weekend it's all happening it's all going on any cute ones are you dating any of them Oh gosh Robin um I met I met the gals so oh. it could still be a possibility but no um they were really nice though it helps like humanize the whole thing like it's genuinely exciting to meet them because it's like they've been through. The same experience it's wild yeah I bet you guys have like a
2: little affiliation like it's probably how I feel about like the people I went to dance college with you know
1: <laughs> yes no but it is because it's almost a bit don't want to use the word like culty but do you yeah. know what I mean it's almost like it's that group of people that like you, you've shared an experience with and it's like when you know you, you see each other and it's like this you get what it. happened to us you get yeah. it You get it. I mean, the only thing I'd say is I was kind of on a date though. Um, And I did say I was going to meet them and stuff. It was quite a casual thing. I was also on, it was like double date type thing. So there was four of us. um, Oh, was that good? It was nice. It was nice to be fair. We had a nice meal. And then I did say I was going to see them. I thought I was going to go and see them and then like come back, but they ended up coming to meet us. And I don't think that the, the guy sort of realized because he doesn't really know anything about me in that way um, and people were asking for pictures and everything and it was a bit crazy and it was like eh. I don't know how he felt about <laughs> that <laughs> oh well, was that first date? yeah I met him before though like it was very it was quite casual like I I don't know how he felt about that but I was like look this is my life. Like, it's not usually crazy like that. Obviously, we were there like with the new people as well. There was like six of us. So everyone was a bit like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Fair. <laughs> I love this. So it's just like, yeah, this is just my life. Like, just walk around. You <laughs> got
1: to take photos. If you could just hold my bag, please. <laughs> oh my God. No, because I, I just, I don't like that. And I don't like like gelling those two things and stuff. But honestly, I mean, yeah, I can't, it's not like I can hide it or whatever. And, you know, like, it's not. It's not ridiculous. I'm not like bloody, you know, Kim K walking anyway. I mean. (gasps) Have you seen the new episode of The Kardashians? No, but I've seen a lot of the videos actually about the phone call between Kimmy K and Courtney and all of that. What do you think about that? Have you seen it? Yeah, I
2: have seen it. Do you know what? Here's my thing about reality TV, right? I'm here for it because I love watching it. But I just... Think like I do. Understand that they're shading their lives, and I get that there's like got to be an authenticity around it. But I do think like some conversations, like with your sisters or your family, like do they need to be aired? Like, do they really need to be aired though? Because you have enough money, guys. Like, you're all right. You'll be fine. If you've not seen it yet, go on TikTok and see the phone call. And it's basically like Courtney Kardashian just telling Kim that she's a witch and that she hates her. And it's like, I don't know about you, but like I would never argue with my family like that. Like, I we don't go for like the jugular. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like they've just they just go right in there. And I'm like, we just don't argue like that. We argue about the situation,
1: oh, you're being a bit mm. of an idiot or whatever, but never like you are this or you are that. Like I agree. I think it was like one conversation too far. Like I think it got so, like the videos I've seen are, are similar where people are like, yeah, I get it's a show, but it's literally, it's a bit too, we're like looking at their lives a bit too closely now. Like it's almost like we're, we're involved in these conversations, but people are not happy with Kim though. And, and bringing like Courtney's kids into it and things like that. Like, I think that the jury at the moment is like on Courtney's side, looking at their comment section and stuff. Like, yeah, this is the thing though. Like one the problem is when you air everything, you know, one conversation can then become like, it's like a catalyst for something massive. Mm. And I just feel like this has, you know, like she posted a picture of her kids, I think Kim and people were like, oh, she, you know, she's in trouble. So she's posting her kids and stuff and all the comments are about it. And it's like, you have that for like, however, like, it's like the Hayley Bieber, Selena thing, you oh know, God, yeah. that was like a catalyst for so much stuff and so much drama and so much hate towards mm. people and stuff. And you just think, Oh, I don't know. It's it's a difficult one, but I haven't actually watched. I might I might watch it. I I dip in and out. Like I um I find it interesting as a program. Like genuinely, like following their lives is it's just intriguing. Like these I people find live it, these- Yeah, I would <gasps> say it's the only it's the only reality show that like I do what
2: watch like on a weekly as it's coming out. Ah, okay, interesting. Yeah, it's so fascinating. I just but I just I just think it's wild. One what they've built is just like hate them or love them what they've built is like Mm. remarkable in so many different ways but also Mm. as well it's like it's that thing of like they're like just they are just capitalism at its finest aren't they like it's just like now with kim kardashian i think people are starting to see like oh wait a minute you know she probably does think you know about people and people below her in a certain way or else she wouldn't have got to where she was do you know what I mean whereas for a long time I think everyone was like oh no she's just like doing her thing duh, duh, duh. but I think now people
1: are like oh wait a minute if she can do that to her sister chances are Exactly. And I think that like before you're right, like when she was a lot younger, she had a completely different voice even, you know, like she was very like, you know, not bumbling along, but like, obviously it was still probably heavily sort of articulated, but it was a lot more, she was, she was more of a character, like more of a, it was caricature and she was just this it girl and all of this. Mm-hmm. And then now she's like this businesswoman, and you can see these tendencies of like, I don't know. Yeah. Like there's a lot more sort of harshness in it. And it sort of makes you question like, yeah what do these people get up to and how do they get to these these points in their life like the amount of people that they must have i don't know stepped on potentially to get there and girl you said it but you're right <laughs> <laughs> i'm like scared that like oh my god i might get sued or something I'm like i'm going to voice my opinion <laughs> nicely done. I think we should jump into our topic
2: of the week before we just get stuck on talking about reality (laughs) TV and the Kardashians. We're actually talking Um, about stepping out of your comfort zone which I do feel like is quite appropriate because I feel like in order to reach any level of success you have to step out of your comfort zone. I'm like such a huge believer in that mm -hmm. but I think knowing where your comfort zone is sometimes hard like how do you know you're in it?
1: Yeah I get, I I agree with you like I think we're probably quite similar in our kind of view on this like I think that to get further in your life and relationships and whatever and everything you, you do need to push yourself. And like, what do they say? It's like a quote. It's like not no good things happen in your comfort zone or whatever, but it's kind of like, you know, if you stay within the realms of what's easy and whatever, then you just don't necessarily, it's not even like achieving great things. It's like also just growing as a person. If you stay stagnant, mm. what are you really doing to like enhance your life? Yeah. I'm probably the wrong person to ask, you know, because I actually fear,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I am, because I fear being stagnant more than I fear outside my comfort zone. I would rather do something that terrifies me than feel as if I'm stuck in the same spot because that actually terrifies me. It's really strange. No, I I resonate with that. The only time I ever get anxiety or get angsty, as I call it, or restless or frustrated is nine times out of ten because I know that whatever I'm currently doing in that exact moment or about to do or in the kind of vicinity of isn't moving me forward in any way. And Mm. I think mediocrity is just the worst thing in the world.
1: I no I completely completely agree. What I find crazy is cuz sometimes I do find it hard like in friendships or in relationships I I because I'm quite I feel quite strongly about that as well and like I don't like to be stagnant. I do find it quite difficult when friends and stuff like are very happy being with like where they are just because I don't relate and that's fine though. Like if they are happy then that is that is amazing and like you know I'm happy for them in that sense but I just can't relate in the way of like I wouldn't want it to be my life. But that's why every human is different and we think differently. But I just think that, you know, there's a whole world out there and we only get one life. Yeah, it's an interesting concept as well because what
2: we you know what or what one person would perceive as a comfort zone and stagnant to someone else that might be right outside their comfort zone you know so it's like and Mm. and vice versa so those probably like people in the world that like you know are achieving you know incredible things and I would be nervy about certain things and they'd be like what you know that's not within you know that's not not outside your comfort zone so I think everyone's comfort zone is really different we have a a little stat here for you so I'll share it with you Soph it basically just says A study by the British Heart Foundation in 2017, so not that long ago, found that most Brits are stuck in their comfort zone and daily routines, with 45% fearing that they might regret it one day. 31% said that they can't remember the last time that they tried something new. Despite this, 62% saw the benefit of stepping outside of your comfort zone. Interesting. Which means under half of the population are feeding that they're stuck in their comfort zone in their daily routines half of us that's like nearly one in two of us wow that's a
1: lot yeah the fact that people are also though like identifying that they might not be happy with this you know like on your deathbed and you're like i wish i did this 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 that's crazy because it's like well we should do something about that then because we do just get one one life
2: Hmm, it's hard though, isn't it? It is hard stepping out of your comfort zone. I think
1: the mm-hmm. best
2: kind of tip or strategy that I've ever found for doing things that I don't particularly want to do, but I know are good for me is committing myself outside myself. So like out with myself. Yes. If, I, if I say to someone or I book a course or I book something that i paid money for, I basically commit myself and then I have to do it. I almost force myself into Mm. it. I don't know if that's great mentally, but
1: (laughs) I do get that. And I'm the same. Like there's certain things, like I'll get asked to do or whatever or like speak at certain things and whatever. And I I don't really want to do it or I'm scared about doing it, but you do have to sort of like push yourself over the ledge. Like you almost have to do it. This is the thing as well. I feel like the more you do it, It can be, it can be uncomfortable at the time, but like, I know that I have bettered myself because of it, which does like projects me to do the next thing. Like the thing is, I think sometimes you think, well, I'm going to do this uncomfortable thing and then I'm not going to have to kind of do anything like that again. But actually the way life is, the more uncomfortable things you do or the more like situations you put yourself in, it can lead to more stuff, which is like a bit of a cycle of like pushing you. And it can be a bit difficult because you're like, when's it going to end? Like, when am I going to feel comfortable, you know, like getting on a stage and talking in front of people or whatever it is, like in your life, sometimes you don't really reach that point where you're like, oh, this is the point where I'm I'm like really chill about it. But for me personally, I don't really mind that because I kind of like the, do you know what I mean? Like I like that bit of this, is, of this is difficult. Because if it mm. gets easy for me, I don't want it no I feel like
2: there's a really happy like zone in the middle so I think Mm. there's absolute terror and fear you know everyone's different but in my head if you're absolutely terrified and it's actually like Mm. fear and it's like having a physical reaction in your body I think that's just a little bit too far out of where you currently are Mm. I would say like rein that in like 20% if that's possible so like A really good example would be if you are really scared to go up and you know, like talk to, you know, whatever it might be. Even asked to do this chat, this talk, and it's in front of say ten thousand people, an exhibition, and you're absolutely terrified to the point of like you're shaking. You know, like it's uh, it's just fear inducing. It's not what you want to do. If it was me, I would go back to said organizer and say, "Listen, is there uh, is there actually like um, a smaller, more intimate room that I could perhaps speak at instead?" Mm. Not necessarily. You don't have to expose yourself, you know, to an employer, you know, about you know your fear or anything like that. But you could say, you know, I, is there a smaller place that I could go? I just feel like at the minute my work resonates better when I can have that little bit more intimacy with the crowd, and then that takes it down a notch. So instead of ten thousand people, suddenly you're in front of two thousand people, and hopefully that's enough out your comfort zone that you're still going to be terrified, but you're not absolutely like breaking it, breaking it to the point of like, you won't do a good job. Cause sometimes you can actually Mm. push yourself so far out that what you do is you make yourself so uncomfortable and you
1: hate the experience so much that you never do it again. And that's not what you want to do. This is, I mean, that was really good advice um, that you gave. And I think that it's a really good point that like, when you push yourself too far, you do scare yourself too much that you never want to do it again, because it's a really just not a fun experience. I have actually had a couple of times, I think where I've been like, like when I've been, like in my previous job, I feel like I was picked sometimes to talk about things because I'm quite a good speaker and, you know, I, I sort of would put myself forward for different things. But I think there's been a couple of times where I've, I've been asked to speak about things that like, I don't have the, the knowledge on. That's yeah. when I struggle. Yeah. That's, that's my thing. Like for me personally, I, I don't mind public speaking, you know, um, ch- chairing panels and speaking about things. And obviously we do the podcast and stuff, but if it's something that I literally don't know anything about, like for me, it was, I did this podcast at my old job and all of the CEOs of the different businesses were, were doing this and in, within our division, they put me forward and I was like much, much lower down than that. And I, like the questions were like super technical and I was like, I don't know the answers to these. And I got another guy to help me and like write the answers, but that's not come from my brain then it's very, mm. very difficult. Like I felt I was, I was fully shitting myself before that. And that was like this live pod. Oh no, there was two actually. Sorry. He didn't write the answers for that one. I did them and I planned them myself, which was even harder because I didn't really know what I was talking about. No one gave me any help. Mm. And it was a live podcast, like a live podcast. And I remember the timer going down before. And genuinely, I, I think that Is apart from walking down the aisle for for maths, I I think that that was probably one of the scariest things because I was I was like too far out my comfort zone, didn't know what I was talking about.
2: Yeah, and and then that can actually just have a counter. Do you know what I mean? Like experience and all, Mm -hmm. and then also as well, part of me sometimes thinks that people, oh, you just need to get outside of your comfort zone. But sometimes your fears of a situation are absolutely valid. Like you yeah. say, like sometimes you just don't have the knowledge that is needed. said yeah. you know what I mean. There's definitely ways in which to do it. I do remember, like people. Um, so I was a television presenter, obviously, and then I went and did Radio One, and Radio One is huge audience. It's like in the millions, and I didn't really fully know that at the time. I knew obviously it was the biggest station at that time that I'd ever been on, but I didn't know like that show, ins and outs. And people always say to me, oh, were you you nervous? And I'm like, I was absolutely shitting it. Like when I tell you I spent four hours like shaking like a leaf for that first ever show, like I came out and I was like throwing up. I was so ill. And I was just like, because what I'd done is like, I'd pushed myself out of my comfort zone. But what I hadn't really fully anticipated was the climate that I was in so like at the time we were in the height of lockdown and so I didn't realize that my normal comfort zone had shifted back slightly so for instance it was outside my comfort zone because it was radio rather than television Mm. and it wasn't something that I did on the regular that I knew loads about I'd done you know three bits here and there I was at a station called fun kids but I had never been on that scale before and then what I hadn't really factored in was the fact that I was going in there to do that for a breakfast show over Christmas and I'd sat in my house for three weeks and not spoke to anyone and you know I mean your comfort zone can shift based on the environment and what you're currently going through at that moment in time like and I think it's interesting because sometimes we think, oh, well, I did that like a few months ago, I'll be fine. Or I did that years ago, I'll be fine. And your comfort mm. zone shifts based on where you're at in your life at that point. Um, and it is really, really interesting how us knowing when's, when to push, but also when to just sit in it just for a bit and just catch a breath. Hello, my name is Mark Thompson, your guide aboard the Constellation Station podcast. Tune in every Monday for your weekly guide to all things going on in the skies above the UK that week. From meteor showers to comets and eclipses to supernova explosions, I will have it all. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from. But until then, let's hope for some clear skies.
1: Yeah, no, that's so true. And I find it difficult sometimes because I think, you know, it's amazing that people have faith in me and they believe I can do these things. And I really appreciate that. But then sometimes if I mention things to people, they'll be like, yeah, you'll be fine. You know, you do these things and you can wing it and da, da, da. But in my head, I'm thinking, nah, this one's a big one. Like this one's a little bit, you know, too much for me. And it's like, because you've got people being like, you can do it you know i personally i'm like i don't want to let people down and i'm like you know if people can say you can do it then you can fucking do it like get a grip but actually yeah i think you're so right like if i'm out the game a bit like i've not done something for a while as well it's not it's not like riding a bike it's like you don't you don't just you know and it depends how you're feeling on the day and everything and how prepared you are for whatever you're doing you know it's um yeah ever ever changing it is ever changing but it's hard to know i I wonder if you like know the
2: difference like how do you know when you're pushing yourself out your comfort zone and it's good for you and when do you know to just sit in it? And do you know what I mean? I don't, like, do you have a measure? Mm.
1: See, it's so hard. I think for me now, like when I speak about, so obviously, yeah, I I worked in in tech, like for, you know, eight, eight and a half years, picked up loads of um, like knowledge and things like that. And I know a lot more than say like the average person. However, like I mentioned, there were a few times where I feel like I was in situations where I was completely out of my depth. And I feel like now, because my work is more geared towards, like the things that I know about and the things that I'm that I'm doing, and I'm more like hosting things or I'm like adding value with with my previous knowledge of you know the work that I've done or you know whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I just feel a lot more comfortable. I think now going into like like this time last year, I was asked to do. It was like, oh, you've been given this amazing opportunity to go speak at this Silicon Silicon Valley conference. Don't know what it's about yet. Just plan to talk about tech. So, pardon? What you want me to number one? get on that stage that I've not done before on a conference, fine. That bit I can do, fine. You want me to plan like a 25 minute talk about like anything in tech. This is this is what I mean. Like when it's a bit vague for me, like I think I can identify now the things that I know. Like I actually said no to that. And I think it's one of the first things that I said no to. Like I think before I always said yes, but now I'm like, no, focus on the things that you're really good at And then deliver those in the best way that you can. Like don't beat yourself up or like put yourself in a situation because yeah, I do know how it feels. And sometimes it does completely put you off. And I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, well, And you don't want to lose confidence either. And that's such a big part of it. Like
2: the whole point of pushing your comfort zone, in my opinion, is to is to get you to a point where your comfort zone grows right so what was yeah. once uncomfortable is now comfortable and then the next time you know you you go into an uncomfortable situation and every time you put yourself in the same situation over and over suddenly your comfort zone grows but it won't mm-hmm. grow if you just jump on in there and and break your confidence
1: you know what I mean and, yeah. then, and then you're back to square one if not smaller because you're scared yes. You know, I also, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, I sort of came in quite brash and was like, you know, and I pushed myself out of my comfort zone. And I don't really resonate with those that don't. I don't, what I mean is like, I feel like if I think about it, like I said, I've got friends and things that are totally happy where they are. The other thing is I, it's difficult because if I sort of push them and I'm like, no, you can, you know, you could do this and you should push yourself and do this thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different. And like, I hate that guilt of like, you almost tell someone to do it and then they hate it so much that like they've then lost that confidence and you're Mm. like oh like not I wish I didn't tell them to do it because like in my head I'm like that's something that I would do yeah but it's so hard because if you're giving that advice to someone else like I feel like you know I would do it with my friends because I'm always like backing them and being like no you know you can do this but it's difficult if then they go and try and do it and then they lose their their confidence like it's quite if it's like guilty I'm like oh my gosh maybe I shouldn't have told that person to try that yeah no it's true
2: and it's so it's such a personal thing and also as well mm. it's like all your kind of past experiences and also knowing what you're good at I think is really important I just think there's so much out there now that's like you can be anything you want to be you can do anything you want to do you absolutely can if you put your mind to it but also why run up like a really steep hill that you just keep falling back down because you're not naturally good at something when there's something else that you're really good at and you could just literally jog on up And so I think you, you will always have to put yourself out of your comfort zone or else you would never do anything in life. You know, I I know people that don't drive on motorways, you know, and it's like, you know, the amount you're holding yourself back just because you won't drive on a motorway. It's like, if you could, if you could just build yourself up to a dual carriageway, if you could get yourself on a motorway, (laughs) you know, that the next junction's only two minutes away, and you can come straight back off. It's like, build that confidence you don't have to drive you know from scotland to london in order to prove that you can push yourself out you can just do it gradually and silently Mm -hmm. sometimes is the best way i think sometimes when you get other people involved sometimes that can break your confidence for sure
1: yeah and that's so true because it is like personal to everyone someone might mention something they've done that's really small that's out their comfort zone and then if they sort of announce that to someone or a group and someone's like uh I do that every day or that's not a big deal. Then that completely, that's that's horrible because then that person is like, oh, I'm a failure. You know, I should be doing that anyway. Whereas to them, they've made this massive jump. So it's so difficult.
2: Yeah, I tend to just not really say to people if I have done something just because... Yeah. And also, as well, people assume with me that I just never get scared about anything. And it's so funny. Like, I just think it's so funny. I'm like, you're only human, and, you know, you didn't come out of the womb. Like, yeah, sure. I'll talk to anyone about anything at any time. And, you know, like, <laughs> it's, I've built this. My comfort zone is probably larger than a lot of people's when it comes to speaking and that sort of thing. Mm. But that's only because I built that. I did. It wasn't yeah. a natural, if, you, if that makes sense. It wasn't, I didn't just, I, I'm not fearless. less fearless yeah fearless I'm not fearless I'm just you know I mean like I just get just as nervous as as any anybody else but it is a funny thing the comfort so do you do anything that you try and like Push yourself out of it. Is there anything that you you kind of done recently, or something that you try to do on the daily that kind of pushes yourself out of your comfort zone?
1: I I think I am just kind of innately like that as a person. Like the mm. things I do are quite wacky and out there. And I got you know married on TV, and I do some things where it's like you know I do push myself. um So I kind of feel like I just do it anyway. I think I just try. I mean, like any opportunity that that comes my way, like I try and. I try and take it on. I don't know if there's anything I do. I think I th- I think each thing that I do though like I I'm still scared to do it. Like, it's not like mm. I just walk into it. Like I did a thing at, on on Sunday and it was like chairing a, a panel and it was really brilliant and it was actually quite a big stage and it was like, you know, I had to um, sort of like uh, put it together and do the intro and the questions and things. And I was really excited. And then just before, I'm like this though, this is how my nerves work. I'm all right. And then just before I absolutely shit it, <laughs> like it just hit me. Amazing. And then as soon as I start like I'm all right like it's fine but it is it's it's that little bit before Mm. I had the full-on butterflies like I was nervous and I didn't think I'd get that nervous but it does propel me like for me personally it's not a nice feeling like those nerves it's like the anxiety but Mm. I kind of know that I'm gonna be all right like I've just got to push through that little bit and then I'm like I'm all right yeah
2: I I I, like I say
1: I think the biggest tip is
2: Signing yourself up for stuff that you know you're a bit scared of, or like doing something that you know you're scared of, but doing it anyway, I think is like the key. I definitely did that at the beginning of my career. I used to just sign up to everything that I knew I was shitting it to do, and uh-huh. I did. And then because someone was expecting me to do it, I had to turn up. Um, but someone yeah. also told me a really good tip about getting out of your comfort zone, which I thought was really interesting. And apparently, it's um, exercising so basically if you make yourself uncomfortable on the day on a daily basis in any aspect of your life so exercise is a perfect example if you know you're really pushing yourself like really pushing Mm. yourself in in a gym environment apparently it's almost like a muscle so you're kind of like building up that like uncomfortable muscle so apparently if you put yourself in an uncomfortable position say at 9 a.m when you're at the gym in the sense of like I really can't lift that weight but I'm gonna Mm. I'm gonna push myself and I'm gonna try it you're more likely to take it into the rest of your decision making throughout your day which Mm. I think is quite fascinating how like it could translate over but I guess it kind of makes sense doesn't it like you kind of see all these big CEOs and things and they've got brilliant bodies and you know I mean they they work out every day and I guess it makes sense because they're doing something every day that they don't necessarily enjoy in inverted commas they might enjoy the exercise but in order to kind of
1: like push themselves out of their comfort zone, they're up at say five o'clock, they've already done a hard thing. That's so true. I think it's like lining up, not lining them up, but when you do sort of multiple hard things, the harder things get easier. So like if your first thing in the morning is a hard gym session, you get that out the way, I guess. And then like the rest of your day, things seem more minuscule. So I can kind of understand how that works. Funnily enough, this, like I had it recently where there was someone at an event because mm. I'm like good at networking, but also I'm not that I'm not that person that will just go up and speak to people. Like I do it in my own way. Like I'll kind of like, I don't know, I'm not that outwardly, but there was a, a woman there that I really wanted to speak to that owns a business and it was quite an important conversation. And I almost didn't speak to her. And I was gonna leave that day. And we're not based in the same place or anything like that. Like I'd actually already reached out on Instagram and she hadn't replied. So I thought, do you know what? I need to speak to her. And I I got so nervous before. And yeah, I almost didn't do it. And actually a conversation's come off the back of it. She gave me her details and her business card and yeah, just literally introduced myself. But I was just weirdly very intimidated by her. And I don't usually feel like that, but I'm really, I was like, I think, I think when you step out of your comfort zone or when you do something that you're not, not wanting to do but then you do it that that like gratification of doing it helps you to keep doing those things like I felt really good about myself for having the conversation Mm -hmm. yeah it's funny that isn't it it's like almost like it, it kind of breeds
2: like a weird high that then you want to do again and again and again like but I think when you've been off the bandwagon for a little bit, and I do think, like, don't want to talk about it at all, but like COVID and things like that, we all got into comfort zone so much that even like yeah. small socializing became such a a different thing that we would kind of not be put in uncomfortable situations each day. So kind of changed a yeah. little bit. How are you with romance yeah. though? So, like, are you quite good at like putting yourself out there? Like, cause it's, it can be uncomfortable, can <laughs> it? And like putting yourself out your comfort zone. Because, like, you're not going to meet a man sitting watching Telly, are you?
1: Yeah, see, I think I definitely put myself out there in more of a Work and social and things like that than I do with like romance and like relationships. Like I always say, like I need to date more and I need to put myself out there more, but I just don't. But it's not for like not wanting to step out my comfort zone. It's more just like the fact that the dating scene is a load of shite, and I'm just like I just can't be, I just can't be asked with it to be honest. And I do genuinely think that like I do meet guys out and stuff. But the thing is, I, I had a, like this this um, panel that I did um, the other day. She, this psychologist, she's she is really good she was talking about like that she was dating like actively dating and she thinks she had about 30 dates before she met her boyfriend and you know she's like you know head over heels in love with this guy now and like they're you know fully an item and all of this but I'm thinking shit like I don't go on any first dates it's almost like I think I'm not immune to like the because I've never really gone on dates like I really haven't been that person but like we should, because then we understand what we're looking for Mm. more. Like even if it just helps us understand what we want, you know? So I definitely, I think in romance, I need to probably step out my comfort zone a bit more, but I just like, it's not, it's not like I even feel like I'm in my comfort zone. I can't explain. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm not doing the things I need to do. It's more just like I'm focusing on other things. Yeah. And I guess as well, it all goes down to like,
2: I guess, do you think the payoff is worth the the discomfort yeah with anything in your comfort zone isn't it it's like is the payoff if I I always kind of go with if the payoff's greater and more beneficial than the discomfort then I'll do it and then if I feel like it's not then I won't do it basically yeah
1: yeah and I, I think you're right I think with dating it's especially hard because like I feel like if anything like that's probably an area of life where you do get like a lot of rejection or things don't work out and things happen like more so than say like work or, you know, things like that. I don't know. I just think you can have like, not saying it's, you know, bad experience dating. It's not, but like, if you really look at it, I mean, how many dates do we go on and how many, it's not like you date one guy and go, that's the person, you know, there's some people out there that do and good for them but like most people have to do it a lot a lot a lot. yeah yeah no you're no you're so right like <laughs> a perfect example that comes
2: into my mind is that I'm terrified of roller coasters like like I won't go on it and it's really interesting because I used to be like a travel presenter and I used to do loads of like very adventurous stuff and I love the adventure and I used to like zipline through the Mexican jungle and like a rainstorm and like I was on like Zorb like these throw me down hills for these Zorbing things like I used to do really adventurous things but would I hell go on a roller coaster I just will not it's just a it's a fear it's a block and it's really interesting because I went to Uh, Disneyland Paris now I've been to Florida loads as, child, as a kid I went to Disneyland Paris a few years ago for Christmas well not Disneyland Paris for Christmas Paris for Christmas and we just went to Disneyland for the day <laughs> and I went with my partner because he was on tour out there and he was like oh, I'm not bothered about it but I, I want to do the rides and I was like okay well we're with like a group of people and I said I'm not going to do the rides I don't like them He's learned now, but at the time he was always pushing me out of my comfort zone. And I like, I like it sometimes. And then other times I really don't like it. You know, like it makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm just like, just leave me and to enjoy my day. I don't want to do it. So anyways, on and on and on and on and on and on and on about this fucking roller coaster. So I was like, okay, I'll go on the roller coaster. Right. Eventually. But he's literally said it like uh, all day to the point where I've fallen out with them underneath fucking Cinderella's castle. Yeah. You know, like I'm raging at this point. So then I go on the roller coaster. I scream my head off, and he gets to the end, and we come off it. And I'm like, "He's like, did you enjoy it?" And I'm like, "No, like, <laughs> like it just was not an enjoyable yeah. experience for me." And he's like, "Yeah, but don't you have such a thrill and an adrenaline?" And I was like, "I absolutely do. I'm absolutely like, I was pounding with adrenaline because it's my biggest fear in the world." And I went on it again because it was like at the end of the day, and it didn't have like a you know like a line or whatever. So I went on it again, and. I had a little little less fear that time, but like a lot more of adrenaline. It was really interesting. He's like, Oh, well, you do not love it now. And I'm like, But for me, the discomfort of you going on about it the entire day and then me going on it, like it wasn't worth it. Like the payoff, it was imbalanced. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not his fault because he's just trying to like get me out of my comfort zone. But is. I think interesting how like sometimes it can be perceived that you should just get out of your comfort zone but actually it might not be worth it like to you like to everyone else yes but, like to yes. you it might
1: not be worth it it's so true because this is the thing and this is why it's personal like you might push that other person to do it but like actually it's not worth it for them no. like the the risk versus the reward and stuff like okay yeah you don't think it's a big deal like get on the fucking roller coaster yeah. but it's like to you it's like it's the worst thing ever. It's an interesting one. Do you know we've spoken uh, this topic? I was like intrigued by it. We've sp- I've I've really liked this episode. <laughs> if she doesn't say so herself, yeah, guys. <laughs> We're great.
2: Saying. that's what she just said we're great I really like this episode
1: we are fantastic <laughs> I genuinely though like I wasn't sure how much we were gonna have to talk about this and stuff like this like the way we do it is we have a topic and then we'll have sort of like some guideline questions but we've just kind of flowed with that one <laughs> and I think it's yeah no I f off Robin <laughs> don't ruin my thumbnail on this lesson
2: so <laughs> would that be me if I wasn't peeing on your rainbow do you know what I mean <laughs> exactly (laughs) no I think it is important though because I think especially at this age once you reach your late 20s your early 30s you're more in your comfort zone than probably you've ever been entirely like in your entire life because if you think about it Mm -hmm. you're in school they're constantly pushing you out of your comfort zone because you're doing shit you don't want to do and PE or whatever classes it is you know they're kind of always pushing you outside of it and you're always told what to do you have to do it so a school does that and then you went to college and obviously you're learning or maybe you go into full-time work and again you're junior and so you're always doing things that are uncomfortable. You're always getting pushed out of your comfort zone because you have to. And so I think once you get to this age, it could be easy depending where you're at in your career to really sit into it and this is my routine and this is what I'm going to sit in and you know this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But I think I think coming out of your comfort zone is what makes you feel alive. So I think it's so important to try and get as much kind of in your life as you can yeah feel alive guys
1: <laughs> <Beautiful>. more, more <laughs> life no I if you do anything though let us let us know I want to know what people consider like coming out of their own comfort zone and also you know we've got to cheer each other on so if you've done anything let us know if you've done that we'll, we'll be your number one fan. we actually will to be honest because we are actually huge Fans are
2: pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone. We do it all the time. Yeah, and I've actually noticed it for the first time because I've obviously gone into a job where I do it five days a week and I've not got as much erratic mm. work doing random things, meeting random people and it's not as ever-changing as it once was. Um, mm. And I've now realized that, yeah, you're right. Like you could sit in it, couldn't you? And you're, in terms of your comfort zone. Like I remember mm. my job that I'm doing now, it's like, how am I doing the same job as I was doing that first day at Radio 1 when I was bricking it? Do you know what I mean? And now yeah. I just work and I'm just like, do it daily now. So yeah. it's it is really interesting. It's interesting to see the growth, but it's also interesting to see like how you could become stagnant in a situation without necessarily meaning to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. You don't even know sometimes, I think, unless you like actually sort of assess it. And there's no there's no harm in that, but it's just like, I think sometimes you do have to sort of almost take a step back and be like, oh, could I be, you know, doing more things or i don't know pushing myself out there a bit more
2: yeah and shake, shaking it shaking it up a little well as soph said beautifully herself she really liked this episode
1: <laughs> so Whatever. <I'll> be-
2: <laughs> no i'm joking but i do hope that you guys enjoyed it as well so thank you so much for joining us and we will be back again next tuesday
1: with your full juicy topical episodes we certainly will, and we always do our extra lippy episode, which is our shorter one, which is all about your dilemmas, issues. I mean, you can send in how you're putting yourself out there, what should you do in a certain situation, oh. and how can you put yourself out there more. Well, I like feel free, soap.
2: send them in. Mm. It's contact at looselipspodcast com, or you can get us on Instagram, which is at the loose lips podcast, or you can also get us on our social on our socials, our personal
1: Instagrams. What's the, what are those? So go for it. <laughs> They are at Robin Richford with a Y and at Sophie HL Brown. And we have hit a wall today. So thank you so much for being with us. We love you so much. (laughs) Yes. Thanks a lot, guys. See you soon. Bye.